Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today in Health IT, we're going to take a look at use cases for generative AI. I have this list here from a conference I was at. Revenue cycle, operational, clinical efficiency, a bunch of use cases, and I thought I would share it with you. It's actually pretty good. So that's where we're going to go. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, set of channels and events dedicated to leveraging the power of community to propel healthcare forward. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, SureTest, Artisite, Parlance, Certify Health, Notable, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. All right. Hey, we're excited. Our work with Alex's Lemonade Stand to support childhood cancer and cures for childhood cancer has been great this year. You guys have responded. And as I said, we set a goal for $50,000. we are up over $50,000. And we raised another $5,000 this past week with the support of our sponsors and a 229 event. And so you're going to see that number go up to over $55,000. We're so excited, but we're not done. We're going to keep plowing through. We'd love for you to participate. If you would like to do that, go ahead to our website, thisweekhealth.com. Top right-hand column, you're going to see a logo for the lemonade stand. Click on that to give today. We believe in the generosity of our community, and we thank you in advance. All right, one last thing. If you really want to help us out, share this podcast with a friend or colleague. Use it as a foundation for daily or weekly discussions on topics that are relevant to you and the industry. They can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, let's get to it. Artificial intelligence in healthcare. And to give credit where credit is due, it is from the Epic Conference, from UGM. And I stopped by the artificial intelligence booth and they handed out this piece of paper, which had some of the use cases that they're looking at. It's uh, pretty good. And actually I've, I've been out on the web and I've shared some of these over the, over the last uh, month or so. It's interesting, this topic has become so hot that people are getting tired of hearing about it. However, every time we have a 229 event, which is our, our roundtables, we had a CISO roundtable last week, we have CIO roundtables and others, CMIO roundtables. I will ask this question, scale of one to 10, how much of an impact will generative AI have on healthcare? One being none at all, I don't know why we're talking about it, I wish people would stop talking about it. 10 being, this is a game changer. And I would say on average, the response is nine or 10. And the reason for that is because in every group, there's like somebody who says three, and that's what's holding the average down. But for the most part, people are 10. If there's a scale higher than 10, it would be it would be above 10. And I think the reason for that is we're using it where, you know, I've now put it on my phone and I use it for various things and I will ask it questions. Things I used to go to Google for, I will now start there. If it's a question that's more of a brainstorming kind of thing, and it's pretty effective. So anyway, so we believe this is going to be transformative. This is These are some of the ways that Epic is telling their clients to consider artificial intelligence in healthcare. And they're not the only ones. Meditech's doing the same thing. I'm sure Oracle is. I have not stayed up on what Oracle is doing. But on the Meditech side, I know they've partnered on with Google. On the Epic side, they've partnered with Microsoft. 
and and others by the way it's not going to be a single kind of thing this is for generative ai you're typically looking at microsoft and google for partnerships but there are ai models scattered throughout the ehrs so just something to consider all right use cases for generative ai clinical efficiency so these are in the category of clinical efficiency generate advanced note text to transform the discrete data captured in smart forms into clinical narrative. Now, some of these things are gonna be specific to Epic and their language. And so, but it's that concept of taking all this discrete data and creating a narrative from it. So it's good at creating a narrative. It's also good at summarizing. So that's one thing. Provide a head start in queuing up drafts of inbox messaging. We've talked about that several times in fact we covered that in a recent podcast and that's going that podcast if you didn't attend that that will be released on our conference channel i think a week from this friday so not this friday but the following week you're going to hear that 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 ai conversation we had with brent lamb from unc christopher longhurst from UCSD and Michael Pfeffer from Stanford. And that's uh, worth listening to. It goes on, create patient summaries to reduce the amount of time it takes to get up to speed on a patient. So summarizing, it's really good that. And by the way, the hallucinations are not as prevalent when you're asking it to summarize specific data. It tends to pull from that data. In fact, we do our interviews and when we put the information through generative AI, we say pull out the top five quotes from our guests from this. And what we're finding is it's not hallucinating when it's pulling directly from text. It hallucinates in other areas, like when you ask it to be generative and that kind of stuff. But when it's pulling specifically, it tends to get a pretty high mark. And you could also tweak the settings to even be more specific. Anyway, go on from there. Simplify handoffs by providing specialty specific write-ups of shifts to facilitate communication during nursing and physician handoffs. Again, you get this whole idea of uh, summarizing information that happens over a period of time. Generate personalized patient instructions. I think that's a great use case. Capture exam information discreetly and generate notes using voice. That's essentially a shout out to Nuance. Summarize and translate my chart questionnaires. Summarizing questionnaires just in general, regardless of the EHR you're using or how you're collecting them. You could collect these things on your website or other places and you can summarize that information using generative AI. It's really good at that. Help find information faster using natural language to explore the chart with awareness of specialty or role-specific needs. And that's what we're seeing is navigation is one of the key areas where you're seeing generative AI. You're seeing it on the Meditech side and they're doing it with Google. And, and they've also really integrated Google search within the EHR as well. I think it's really powerful. If you haven't seen it, it's worth, regardless of what EHR you're using, it's worth stopping by their booth if they happen to be there to show you how they've integrated that search into the entire EHR. It's really interesting. And then what you're going to see is a natural language front end on top of that, which is really going to be powerful, I think, for the clinician. So there, there, there you have it. Those are the clinician efficiency a revenue cycle, simplify prior auth to identify whether prescribed medical services meet the payer's requirements for reimbursement. Generative AI is good at consuming tons of information. And by the way, don't think you're con confined to just OpenAI, ChatGPT, and Google, Bard, or whatever they're releasing now. There are models being spun up all the time where you can actually filter all your information in there and train the model on your information, and then it can uh, spit things back. So for instance, the payer requirements and whatnot, you could actually train a model on that 
and then send information over about prior auth. Now, with that being said, there are plenty of company. If you're in a buy mode instead of a build mode, there's plenty of companies that are running, sprinting down this path. So revenue cycle, let's go on. Provide a summary to explain a patient's balance and help them understand what they owe. Again, it's great at summarizing. Speed up coding and charging by summarizing clinician documentation for coders to make it easier to find the necessary support for charges. Fantastic. Draft appeal letters to save insurance follow-ups, save time or staff time. Draft appeal letters to save insurance follow-up staff time and accelerate the appeals process. Again, great at summarizing, finding information, pulling all that together. Automate patient communication by answering patients' non-clinical questions and providing directions to sites of care. And I've heard of a health system that's essentially feeding all of their uh, logistics, if, for lack of a better term, you know, where to park, how to find a doctor, all that stuff. They're feeding that into a generative AI model. And the hope is that they will eliminate a significant number of the questions that come into their help desk or support desk. And even if they don't, and those calls keep coming in, what you could have is the ability, the ability to train an automated attendant that is going to give that information for times when there isn't somebody on the phone. And then finally, operational. Summarize reporting dashboards to give users better understanding of report logic. That's fantastic. Gather patient preferences, query the auto scheduler for availability and book appointments with a chatbot. Read follow-up notes that doctors write and auto-create appointment requests. And then finally, use natural language processing to ask reporting tools, in their case, slicer dice or a question and get an answer, no training required. And again, I've talked about that with some data scientists and whatnot, that is front ending the data and with with natural language and being able to query it with natural language and then replying with the appropriate information. And it looks like Epic is heading down that path as well. And I think that's gonna be a very common way of interacting with large data sets and being able to query it then after the fact in terms of def- in terms of your your data governance and your data definitions and those kinds of things you're going to be able to ask it questions and it's going to be able to respond and say hey here here's the definitions we're using here's where this uh, information was sourced and and those kinds of things so you're going to be able to put all sorts of metadata around it that is going to be queryable by voice pretty amazing anyway i want to thank epic for putting this together. And I'm sure we're gonna see loads and loads of these use cases. I thought I would start here, share these with you, and we will continue to collect them and uh, make them available on our website as well so you can find them. All right, that's all for today. If you wanna help, one of the things you can do is share this podcast with a friend or colleague. We really appreciate it. We wanna thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. They are SureTest, Artisite, Parlance, Certify Health, Notable and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.